0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter, And with this little show here we've been doing now for going on seven years this yeah. year. maybe seven years this uh, this fall. It's called Solid Steps Radio. If you're just stumbling upon us and listening for the very first time, we're a show that's for men by men, talking about stuff from a man's perspective. Lots of lady listeners, and we welcome that. But we just wanted to talk as guys to guys and say, hey, guys, sports, weather, and politics are really good. But those things are only for temporary. And I say that because right now we're talking during the beginning day of March Madness in college basketball. So whenever you hear this, it's kind of an important day, right, especially around (laughs) Kentucky. But we wanna talk about the infinite. So we wanna talk about things that men need to know because men, we believe that you have were destined to fulfill your destiny as a man by walking with the greatest man ever, his name is Jesus Christ. Now, wherever you are on that spiritual journey, we wanna be available to say, hey, Just listen in and maybe we can point you in the right direction wherever you are. Today's topic that most men want to lean into. When I say the word business, a lot of guys can relate to that. We're good at work. Whether you're blue collar, white collar, no collar, whatever you're doing, guys can like work. They identify with that. Well, today we're going to talk to a gentleman who has quite a story that uh, it starts off with bankruptcy. And it ends up with a lot more than bankruptcy, (laughs) a good turnaround. (laughs) And it, in, a, in a motto, and he wrote, he wrote a book about it. And in that book, he said, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> so we're going to hear more about how that happened.
1: So, Chad, when I was given this book and said, hey, you need to read this book. And, and I, I told John, our, our guest, I told him the other day on the phone. I said, you know, oh, I got to read another book. I mean, I, I just read a lot, a lot of books. And uh, but John, I, mean, I, I got to tell you, brother, uh, I, I didn't really wasn't wild about reading another book. But it is a great read. Thank you. So, John Whelan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here, and it's also great to have you from my hometown area in central Illinois. Yes, yes. So, uh, so John, um, I, it's just a treat to have you, and and uh, excited. Uh, we have a mutual friend. We, we actually have several mutual friends. Yes, we do. So, which is very cool. we got some, uh, Bill Meek down here in Louisville, and... Uh, Jerry Traychek and Jim Burkle up in uh, from the Illinois area. So but I, I want to ask you why in the world does a business guy who uh, it's now your business is uh, explain just real quickly um, what what you do what your yeah, company is about. The
2: company is a material handling dealer we uh, sell forklift trucks like heister forklift trucks you have to move stuff so we sell them rent them repair them and then we do other material handling equipment activity as well like scrubbers and sweepers, personnel carriers, things like that.
1: So a a fork truck uh, you know forklift company and you write a book. Why in the world would a business guy who does that kind of thing write a book? Well
2: the business guy had no interest in writing a book about business Uh, even though we bought this company and it was virtually bankrupt with about fifty people and now it's got a thousand and had about seven million in sales and now it's got three hundred fifty million in sales I did not have a a real desire to write a book about that journey Uh, I felt like there's not that many people in leadership that owns a company and I didn't want to write a book where 12 people may get something out of it, you know? And so um, as my friends encouraged me to think about writing a book, I just wasn't interested. And then they're like, well, John, you always talk about how everything is connected to everything, how family affects your business, and how your faith affects your business, and how your faith affects your family. And it's just all tied together. And then when they said that, I was like, Now, that I could get excited about, and so the name of the book is Uncommon Threads Weaving a Life Through Family, Business, and Faith, and how those things are all tied together.
1: Love it, because, uh, I mean, throughout the the book, you just continue to share your story, and what I love, probably more— probably more than anything about the whole book is your incredible raw honesty and transparency and when you first started at the very beginning when you mentioned that you were kind of a wild and crazy uh, young person and you started talking about an abortion yeah tell talk to our listeners about that real quick
2: so um, my family Julie and I we have four children they're all adopted from birth and um, so I wanted to share a little bit about that. But it's God's grace that we have these kids. But I felt like I was obligated to share that I was involved in an abortion. Uh, so basically, I aborted the only biological child that I would have. And uh, this book is not a celebration of John Whelan, okay? <laughs> this book is a celebration of God's grace in humanity. And like most men, we have been center stage in the best of humanity, and also the worst. And I was not going to walk away from the worst of humanity that I've been involved in. And so when I wrote the stuff about the abortion, I kind of just shared, the only thing I remembered was that I paid for the abortion. I sent the transcript to the lady who had the abortion because if there's any sensitive information in the book I wanted people to make sure that they felt good about it. She wrote back and was very nice and said "Um, I appreciate that and this is what I remember and if I can actually go to that just for a second because it was so uh, powerful for me Um, So I said I had paid for the abortion. She had different memories. And she said this, I remember you telling me you had plans for college and that you were too young. I remember being at the abortion clinic, sitting on the bean bag chair in the waiting room, waiting for them to call my name. I remember the pain of the procedure. I remember sitting in the recliner after the procedure feeling numb and cold and empty, looking around, wondering what I had done and wondering if I had to go to hell for taking this soul's life. I remember seeing you for the first time afterward. I remember not wanting to be intimate. I remember you saying it was important for me to have intercourse again so I would not be bitter. I remember you going off to college that fall. There's not a moment that goes by that I don't wonder what my child would have looked like, what he would have done, what he would have become. I count him as my first child. I had a ceremony for my child's death and I pray for his soul. When she sent that to me I just sat in stunned stunned silence and I just had two thoughts. I was like I was so narcissistic in high school. But then I was like, it has to go in the book. And I had people tell me that this is probably one of the best pro life messages without being a pro life message. Mm-hmm. I'm just sharing a story and I'm sharing this lady's memories of the procedures. And it would be my hope that people would read this and, especially, the young guys know it's just not paying for the abortion, you know? And so, uh, that was a pretty raw moment for me. Yeah. It was difficult for my uh, wife I'm sure. to pursue, you know, read through. And so, uh, yeah, that's pretty raw moment for me. Pretty
1: raw moment. And then you fast forward. You marry Julie. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you come to Christ and you give your life to the Lord in and, college. And in college, then you get married to Julie, and then you can't have children. Right. You you, you had to put those two and two t- that that connection together. The abortion, and now I can't have
2: children. Oh, the irony did not pass me Oh by. my goodness! Yeah.
1: I mean, that, I'm sure there was, I don't know how much guilt and shame, and I don't, I, I don't know. But
2: there's a lot of self hatred, uh, especially when I'm becoming Christian. But then at the end of the day, um, the cross is powerful, <laughs> and uh, I have not lived a life of beating myself up for a decision that I made when I was 17 years old. Yeah.
1: The Bible teaches there's no condemnation for those of us who were in Christ. Amen. And we don't, we don't need to beat ourselves up, but I, I, I love, I love all that irony. And then God sees fit to give you four awesome kids yeah. through adoption.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they were all adopted at birth. I mean, 72 hours after birth, they're in our arms and, and, People say, oh, John, that's so kind of you. I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, there's a million people waiting by, uh, to, to adopt a, a, a newborn baby. Uh, there's no supply of demand, you know? There's a problem with the supply. Oh, my God. So, yes. yes. So we're going to take
0: a break and come back. And that's just the first segment. we got three more to cover <laughs> with this book. But uh, as you'll see, the weaving in is the theme of the book. And we're going to weave in this story because God is the weaver of stories. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors of our show, Ellen and Credit Union. They're a local lender in the Kentucky Anna area. If you have home, business, savings accounts, checking accounts, loan, car loan, home loan, you need it. Ellen and Credit Union is your one-stop shop for all that good stuff. Vision First Eye Care, eleven cities, six Louisville locations alone. Vision First Eye Care. You can't drive around town without fin- seeing a, a vision first uh, store and uh, they will take care of your eyes. Whether you need contacts glasses or just a healthy look at your eyeballs, vision first will take care of you there. Frank enterprises. They are professional septic tank landscaping and wastewater management service. If you have any water outside your house, that's not going where it's supposed to go. Septic tank uh, cleaning septic tank maintenance. Frank enterprises is your place to go. Uh, so, we were having a, quite a conversation on the first segment about uh, some stuff that uh, the name of the book, Uncommon Threads, and John was starting to weave some things together. There's a lot to weave here.
1: Well, I want to, John, I wanted to ask you about because you, you know, you funded this abortion and you took the life of this baby. At the same time, you can't, then you, you fast forward, then you can't have children with your wife. And then God gives you four beautiful gifts uh, adopted. And, but you said right before, I think it was in the break,
2: that, that um, we're not the heroes of this. Who, who are the heroes? Well, there's two heroes. Uh, one, we always told our kids that their biological mom were mm. rock stars. Never forget that. Who else would go through crap for nine months, deliver a baby, and then give it to somebody else because they love that child mm. and thought they could have a better life someplace else? Mm the other people that are rock stars are the people who adopt young children crack babies you know people that have special needs people that have baggage placed upon themselves no fault of their own they know that that life is not going to be a bed of roses and they still fill the gap because there's a million kids like that and there's three couples saying they will adopt So the supply there is incredible. The demand, the people who are willing to step in are so few. Those are the people that I feel are rock stars. Yeah,
1: those are the heroes. Yeah. I love it. John, I'll shift gears a little bit here now and talk about business. Because, I mean, you interweave this throughout the book, uh, you know, family and business and faith. I want to talk to uh, uh, you about the business and specifically a time when you could have really it was during the covid yes and you could have gotten a 12 million dollars I think through the government and uh, but you didn't get it yes yeah.
2: why didn't you get it so a lot of people have heard of the PPP money and because of our size being over 500 typically you were not going to get any money but there were different ways that you could uh, Dissect your business because we have a couple of holding companies and if we approached it as we had five different companies we could have got 12 million dollars tax-free you'd never pay tax on it and in the submission form you had to say do you have any, you know, is this uh, uh, an independent company? And all I had to do was say yes. The bank said, John, if you say yes, we assume the answer is yes. And so basically it was like, if you just want to kind of nudge the truth, you can have $12 million. And I was like, I would rather have God's blessing than 12 million dollars and feeling like i betrayed uh, you know my savior and so uh kind of a side note to that story i was telling my family about this and i was rather proud of my piety okay <laughs> and my son <laughs> Us guys we never yes. struggle
1: with these kinds of things
2: my son said hey dad before you give yourself the mother Teresa award of the year uh you've already made millions. What would you have done if you would have been almost broke? I kind of hated that kid at that moment because <laughs> I was like, thank you, son, for just shoving it in my face. But he had a point. And so uh, I don't know what I would have done if I was faced with bankruptcy. And that was before me. I hope I would still have the same answer. But the point in, in regards to business, God owns it all. Be faithful to him. Yeah, you you say in the
1: book, um, when you chase numbers, you make bad decisions. Absolutely. Talk about that just for a moment.
2: Because if you chase, I mean, we had a a professional come in and do a uh, four-year vision retreat for us in regards to long-range planning. And uh, we wanted to get to a $500 million company by the end of 2020. We spent three days at it. And at the end of it, the lady said, John, this is the plan. Are you ready? And you committed to this goal. And I said, absolutely not. We're not going to do anything that viol- violates our values. And we're not chasing numbers. Because if you chase numbers, you're going to make bad decisions. you got to stay in your lane in regards to what do you do and where, where are your values and I've seen so many companies chase numbers and it comes back to haunt them. It just does and so uh, we didn't get to the 500 million and that's okay because we're very profitable now and we didn't make mistakes I mean if you chase a number you're gonna pay too much to get this other business or you're gonna do something stupid over here to just hit a number and uh, that can cause a lot of problems in business.
1: Throughout the book, you are you really talk about mission, vision, and values. Yes. And you, you guys, mission can change, visions can change, but values got to stay right rock solid on on the principles. And you desire to have those principles, even though you're not a Christian company. Yep. You 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 want to do things the way of Christ.
2: Yes. And so we, we make it very clear, we're not a Christian company, but we also make this very clear. We will attempt to run the business on biblical principles, because it makes good business sense, such as, let your yes be yes, your no be no. Pay your laborers their fair wages. Run to, unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's. Take some of the fruit of your profits and give that to the least of our communities. Those are four great pillars for any company to emulate. And so uh, that lady that spent three days with us, she did say this, in my 40 years, I have done things with Fortune 100 companies, with the Army and the Navy. She said, I have never met a company whose value statements on the wall were so closely aligned to reality. Because that is our primary filters. When we talk about our employees, the filter is, are we providing a safe and encouraging environment? Are we recognizing integrity? Are we inspiring passion? Are we enabling personal growth? Those are the filters that we go when we make a decision about our employees. And that's why during COVID, we chose not to lay anybody off. And in three months, we had technicians go to food banks, not-for-profits, gave away over 11,000 hours of charity time just to keep our employees on the payroll that's awesome
1: yeah God honors that you you mentioned something else in the book Um, there was a your business took a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar hit so that one of your clients
2: could benefit like why in the world would you do that Okay so why we would do that is because our value statement for our customers one part is that we are passionate about being a good steward of their resources of
1: not the, not your resources
2: of, of their, their resources. resources they were renting 100 trucks rental is very profitable for a dealer it's the best dollar of revenue by far but they needed to change that to a fair market value lease where they buy then a guaranteed maintenance and they were going to save two hundred and fifty thousand bucks a year. That two hundred and fifty goes from our pockets back to their pockets. And that actually hurt the branch by about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for that. Now why does that make sense? Well, you know why we did it for the customer, a good steward of their resources. Now this is the beauty of our value statements. Our value statements for our company is that we will make sound business decisions to protect the long-term health of the employee in the company. I mean, the employees in the company. Now, do you think that makes sense? We did that 12 years ago. Do you think that customer
0: is still our customer? You got that right. I bet they
2: are, yes.
0: Okay. (laughs) So we're going to take a break, come back in the next segment, hear more about the interweaving of Family, business, and faith with John Wheeland here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors who are very uncommon. They're so nice and so kind. Uh, Chris Hadley, uh, owner of Hadley Sign Solutions. For 35 years, he's been helping people put signs to promote their business in Kentucky and southern Indiana. If you need a sign for your business, uh, give him a call, 502 419 7228 or hadley sign solutions at gmail.com hadley sign solutions at gmail.com iroquois family and cosmetic dentistry dr eric veal and his staff are great if you needed some tooth help smile help or whatever you need in regards to your teeth eric veal will take care of you and then veritech generator if you need a generator for your property and uh, you need a new generator or you got to have your generator serviced call veritech generators
1: so, John, we talked uh, about just a little bit last last segment about the long term perspective, and you are you're all about that.
2: Absolutely, and yeah. and that's why, like, um, with our value statements, uh, the value statements for the company is that we will make strong business decisions to protect, and the key word is long term health of the company and its employees. And so, when we gave that decision to improve the customer by 250 and it cost our branch 250 the value statements were aligned between the customer being a good steward and the company protecting the long-term health because that long-term was a good decision because that happened 10 years ago and they are still a thriving customer of ours and so that's why it fits. And so often you have companies with their conflicting value statements and it causes great dysfunction in the company. Yeah. you uh,
1: Talk to our listeners about, you said in, in the book, how can I get my leaders more money? Yeah.
2: Uh, when I first bought MH equipment, we had a board of directors because I didn't know nothing, okay? And uh, a guy told me, very early on don't lose good people because you're greedy so often you got small businesses and they lose money because they're greedy they're trying to keep talented people as little as possible in regards to compensation and we've taken a different approach of we have given them ownership opportunities they have opportunities to buy the buildings you know, that have partnerships in that. And their bonus program is very aggressive. Uh, My life is so, so easy. (laughs) That's because I got really great people around me that feel like MH Equipment is their company. And it is. They have ownership. They have ownership of the buildings. They got a great compensation program. And you just don't life is about the journey and don't mess up the journey because you're greedy about stuff
1: you mentioned in the you tell a story about uh, uh, a company that a client had paid you ten thousand dollars too much yes. and you knew that they didn't catch it yes. and and you were told about that yes what happened
2: uh the customer the 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 lease documents were signed the wrong amount of the lease was put in there gave us extra $10,000. It was set up in the customer's uh, accounts payable system, so it was already paying that higher amount, so they would never figure it out. And the salesperson said, John, what do we do? I said, that's easy. I had accounts payable write me a check for 10000 I had lunch with the customer and said, look, we made a mistake. You never would have caught it, but it was a mistake. We got overpaid by 10000 Here's a check for 10000 And he was surprised, but... He wasn't surprised enough to pay for lunch. He still made me pay for lunch. So, uh, no good deed goes like unpunished. Him. You know.
1: Oh my goodness, John. Talk about your values of your employees, and you you care about their marriages, and you you do something really cool that um, uh, with family life. Marriage Conference. Um, marriage Conference. Talk about that.
2: Yeah. W- early on we started to send any employee, they don't even need to be married to go to the marriage life conference. Uh, we'd pay for the registration, we pay for their hotels. And we have probably sent close to a thousand couples over the years to these things. You know, we're through the Midwest and so there's thirty places you can go. And I will say this. Virtually every year, I get a note from either an employee or an employee's wife that says something like this. My marriage was on the brink, and my faith had grown cold. This weekend was a turning point. My wife and I have agreed we have a path forward, and we have both renewed, and I have returned the faith that I once had. Thank you and when i get a letter like that there's one thing i do i pick it up i look at it and i'm like i do not suck as a boss today you know (laughs) and the, the beauty of it is we do things with uh uh you know financial planning with dave ramsey naturally slim for for weight control and the beauty of this is we truly care about the employees, but if the employees are handling their money correctly and their marriage is thriving, do you think they're going to be a slightly better employee? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not that's not our des- that's not the original reason, but that is a incredible byproduct that we realized down the road that boy, <laughs> if they're not struggling at home and they are not consumed with, with money problems. They can be about business.
1: Well, you're taking a biblical principle right out of Proverbs that says, "He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed." You are saying, "How do we refresh our employees?" It's more blessed to give than to receive. We we want to make sure that we are taking care of them, and if we take care of them, the byproduct just overflows into wow. They're just they're they're better employees, and everybody wins. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win. All, absolutely I, I mean I, I I just love how you are thinking
2: and that doesn't happen that often where there's a win-win for life and this there is yeah I, I just love how you you you're you're spearheading in your
1: company you talk about um values and culture are the secret sauce yeah T- talk about that a little bit more
2: it, it just I mean everyone has a filter Walt Disney Disney World has filters and their filters are actually a level of importance. Did you know what Disney World's primary filter is? No. Not fun. Not entertainment. Safety. Mm. They're like, we don't need people dying on our rides, And so that's a. And so uh, a culture is what naturally flows out of an organization or an individual. Kurt, or a fa- and a family. Yes. So a family has a culture. You have a culture. It's just what naturally flows out. And we as a leadership group, we are the chief culture agents. They will know whether or not we are walking the talk. And they see that we wake up trying to walk the talk. We're sinners saved by grace. We make mistakes. They see it. We don't try to hide it. We apologize, we try to make it right, and we move on and try to do the next right thing. But uh, the culture, and this is another thing about a a strong culture, birds of a feather flock together. That's just a natural truth. And so if you have an organization where people kind of want to do the right thing, guess who you're going to have as employees? People that kind of want to do the right things.
1: That's good stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Talk about, uh, before we take our next break, John, mention, uh, there's a, there a horrible tornado that came through several years ago through our hometown area. Yes. And we're you, real where where, where close to where you live. You, you, your company and you guys did something really special.
2: Yeah, we gave about $300,000, and we gave every uh, family that lost their house a $500 gift card. And we told them there's no prescription you don't have to use it for food, clothing. If you want to go out and get drunk for the next five days, do what you need to do. And we worked with the Salvation Army. We put in uh, packets uh, where they got the gift card. But it gave me an opportunity to leave a note in the packet. And the note was, Jesus knows all too well about suffering. You didn't choose this road. But Jesus actually chose the road of suffering to demonstrate his love and desire for you by taking our sin upon him on the cross. May you fully experience the love of Jesus Christ, knowing his presence and peace. We did not sell one lift rock because we gave 300000 But we were able to tell people who were going through a dark valley, I see you. And there's a God who loves you. And that's where it kind of uh, goes between uh,
0: faith and business. Love it. We're going to take a break. Be back for our fourth and final segment here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Louisville Podcast Studios. We're taping in one of the best podcast studios in Louisville. If you're going to tape a podcast, you want to talk about what that looks like, sounds like, podlou.com, P-O-D-L-O-U.com is the place to go for Louisville Podcast Studios. Bright Star Home Care, if you know somebody who you love who needs in-home care, whether it's one day a week, 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care can really help take care of you on that. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about your retirement, you want to talk about what that looks like as far as retirement goes, whether you're 20 years or 20 weeks away, Dan Hart will sit down and look at your retirement.
1: So, John, Uncommon Threads. I love your book. Uh, listeners, if you are looking for a good read, Uncommon Threads, you go to Amazon.com. Yeah,
2: from Binds and or, yeah. Uh, yep,
1: uh, Folks, I I can just guarantee you, you will laugh, you will be challenged, and you will be encouraged. One of my encouragements was in Chapter 20. Uh, you have just short little snippets, which uh, I love it. It's good. it's good for us guys. Yes, it is. Um. You talk about going back to your 20th reunion. High school. And uh, God had to kind of um, get your attention.
2: Take me to the woodshed. Yes. Cause...
1: How did he do that?
2: Well, the title of the chapter is A Mature Christian Versus a Drunk Teenager. And it happened in my 20th reunion. I went there with my wife. As you have, we talked before, I was very decadent in high school, but I was different. Now, I was a Christian. I had a small business. I was successful, and I wanted people to know that I'm a different person. And so went around and had a couple of females come up to me and say, Hey, did you know Debbie is here? And she's got a black miniskirt on and a halter top. That's all she's got on, and she's asking where you are because she wants to talk to you. And so we kind of laughed and said, well, I don't need any more incriminating stories about me in front of my wife. So I moved around. That happened three times. Three times, someone said, hey, Debbie's looking for you, and do you know what she's wearing? And we laughed. Finally, Debbie connected with me, and she was dressed as advertised. And I said, hey, Debbie, how are you going? What are you... You know, what do you need? She goes, John, I've been waiting 20 years to tell you something. And I was like, I mean, why would somebody wait 20 years to say something to somebody? And then she dropped the bombshell. She says, All I want to do is say thank you. You were the only popular kid that treated me like a real person. All I could say is thank you, Debbie. And I left. I was devastated. I mean, I realized that I basically trashed her three times as a mature Christian. But I shared the genuine love of Christ for the least of us better as a drunken teenager. Because evidently, she felt comfortable going to my stupid parties at my house. She felt okay saying hi to me in the hallway with my buddies that I wouldn't say anything mean to her. And so I asked myself, how did that happen? I'm a Christian. And then I started realizing when God was blessing me with a wife, I said thank you, but I didn't give it back to him. And I took a step up the step ladder. And then he gave me a company. Thank you, but I didn't give it back to him, and I took another step up the ladder. And then I had my four kids. I took another step. And I realized it's awful hard to bow at the foot of the cross when you're four steps up on a stepladder. And what I should have been doing, and I want to share that with the guys, it's not only necessary to be grateful for His blessings, but you got to give it back to Him. And you got to stay close at the foot of the cross. Unfortunately, in my life, I have been up and down those stepladders so many times. And my life blows up, I go crying like a baby back to the foot of the cross. And it's like, John, can't you just stay here? Can't you just stay here? So
1: that's a good story. Uh, it's a really good story and a great reminder to all of us. Hey, John, talk about, you mentioned in the book about being proactive and investing in yourself. And What do you mean by
2: that? You can only give what you got.
1: Mm.
2: You know, if you if you want some water, I can want to give you water, but if I don't have water, I'm not going to be able to give you water. And so we have to be spiritually healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy, so we have something to give. Jesus, you know, he did self-care. He went by himself because he needed to spend time with the Father. He got tired. He sent people out to give him food so he could nourish him, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it doesn't, I mean, it sounds a little selfish to take care of yourself, but you have to understand you can only give what you got. And so I try to make sure that I'm filling myself up, not for the purpose of feeling good about myself, but so I have something to give to others.
1: That's a good, that's a good yeah. word. Uh, again, and, and we do that so that we can be givers, John talk about um th- uh, this this uh, concept of deposits and withdrawals in in like me- multiple areas of our lives. Talk about that for a moment.
2: Well, I like even when, in business, in relationships, uh, you are either providing cushion in your life by making deposits or you're just withdrawing things. And I mean, we have custom, we have employees that uh, have been making deposit and deposit and deposit like my chief operating officer or Bill Meek. He had so much deposits he could have a terrible two years and he is still rock solid because he has so much deposit. He's, he's had so much cushion in his job or in a relationship and that's kind of what I'm talking about is make sure that we are making those deposits so by general life you take withdrawals and uh, uh, that's what I meant by that. A lot of people
1: don't understand little tiny withdrawals
2: over time. What what happens? Yeah, well, <laughs> when you do that and you're not making deposits, you realize that a relationship is broken. I mean, you talk about, I mean, with my marriage, I mean, look, I am married because of my wife's grace, okay? That's just a fact. And... Growing up uh, with kids in the house, one thing that I learned is when you have an issue that you have to take care of your wife with, or you can hang out with the kids, which one's easier? And I was terrible. I had an issue with Julie, or I could play with Josiah. We'll talk about later, Julie. And that had consequences. That had consequences. And so you, you got to make sure that you are uh, taking care of those important relationships and you're having those hard conversations uh, to uh, make sure that you have stability long-term in relationships. It's so
1: wise. Hey, uh, John. I'm going to have you pray. I, I can't believe this hours has just flown by, and I just want to say thank you a ton for driving down here from Peoria and uh, coming to the studio and just sharing your heart and sharing your, the books. But I, I want to just read one little text I just got from one of your workers. Um, he was a great man to work for and to work with. He paid me a fair wage, but more importantly, he taught me much about the grace and love of our Father and I can't think of a greater compliment. And so, would you pray that us guys, we would be like that, would you pray for us?
2: Yeah, Heavenly Father, we just, we all have shadows. I have shadows. Didn't talk a lot about them today, but we all have shadows. I pray that we could be honest with them, that we would be open with a brother to shine light on the shadow, and that uh, we would be the men of integrity, the leaders, and then uh encouragers that you have called us to be and we do all of this in the precious name of jesus amen
1: Mm, amen amen thank you so much john really really appreciate you coming down
0: so as i read through the contents of this book some of the chapters are um, a christian and a muslim meet at the airport Um, values and culture are the secret sauce uh, never die an idiot I look forward to reading that chapter <laughs> so, so Chad, i'm telling you you're, you're this is a great book one of the last uh chapters actually uh, the kind of the ending here it says the most baffling of all and it says on here john i have to be honest your success baffles me <laughs> says a good friend i don't know how good of a friend they are but they said that so folks as as you hear this you're you're realizing boy it doesn't sound like john did any of that stuff himself Like really no man can do things by himself, especially when you look at a business or a family and you think, okay, are they that good to pull that off by themselves? I just met John today and I'm saying confidently he's not. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Not because of John, because I just know God is in the business of putting things together that we are not capable of doing. So men, if you're not following the Lord that John is talking about, you will go places you could not go unless he was taking you there. That's part of his plan for our life. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.